all you people sidelined, I'm talking to you, you guys who were out in the bowers, you're not going out and about as much, if at all. Uh, so what, on the menu, which is the program you're listening to, on the menu radio with Dan and Peter Haig, what yeah. we're doing is bringing to you some fabulous, I mean fabulous products to brighten your indoor days. Here we go. Yes. First up, first up, boy, you talk about wonderful preserves. It's a preservatory. I never even knew there was such a word. I didn't either, but it's Vicki Allard and Lindsay Obar talking about this preservatory called Blake Hill and what wonderful things that they've concocted. What are we calling Blake Hill, an English preservatory what yes it's uh we call it an english fruit preservatory so um that's a term with respect to preserving nature's harvest I see, well yes um and so we're talking to the co-founder vicky allard and also um a, a manager a, a content person lindsay obar who's done all the arrangements because we've been writing back and forth for ages. And as, as I said, um, we want to talk about uh, the company, how it came about, and um, you know, the, the distinguishing characteristics, why it's so good. In fact, I mean, you're talking to uh, Peter is a, um, a Briton, and um, he doesn't know what that term really was. But tell, tell us what it's called again, a preservatory. Hello? Hello? Yes. Tell me that it's called a an English preservatory? Yes. Yeah, we're um, third-generation English preserve makers. Um, so I grew up making jams um, in England with my mother and grand- grandmother. Um, and, gosh, we actually moved to the U.S. back in 1999. And we bought an old farming property in Grafton, Vermont, and discovered wild blackberries growing there and started making jams again. And, and um, a friend literally snuck a jar of our homemade jams down to the local village store without asking us and um, got us our first order. And the rest, as they say, is history. So, yeah. yes, we now have our fruit sort of jam-making company based here in Windsor, Vermont. Well, it's a beautiful product, and um, Peter and I were just spooning some into our mouths. What was that we had Peter for lunch? How perfect. <laughs> yeah, we were, and, and he said it reminded him very much of a, a preserve his mother was crazy about. He's from Yorkshire, by the way. Yeah, my mother was crazy oh. about Branson, Branson Pickle. Oh, gosh, yes. And one, oh, one yeah. Of the, uh, one of your jars... I think it's. I think it's. I think it's got garlic in it. Yes. Yes. Oh, that could be our roast that. garlic jam. Yes. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Tastes an awful. Tastes an awful lot like. Uh, Branson pickle. Branson pickle. I see. I thought it had much more garlic. Your mother never let. She thought she never let garlic touch her mouth. The Queen doesn't like garlic, so your mother certainly would not. <laughs> sweetheart, sweetheart, you, you don't actually know 
just exactly how big a tradition there is in, in homemade jam making. I, mean, my, I my think mo- I do. My mother, my mother used to grow, we used to grow red cherries. I mean, not, not, what do they call those? Not, not blueberries. Gooseberries. They come, in, they, come in red, they come in red and black. Oh. And they go on canes. Uh, okay, and it wasn't gooseberries. Brown, yeah, some kind of jelly. Yeah. And then, and oh, then currants? Black currants, black currants and red black currants. Black currants, black currants, red currants. Yes, they come in yeah, lots of beautiful colours. Very quintessential British style sort of fruit and jam. Right. And yeah, we tried, my mother tried growing gooseberries in Pittsburgh one year. Didn't <gasps> We didn't beat the birds. The, birds, <laughs> got all, the birds got them all. They knew, they knew, yeah. The birds knew when they were going to be ripe. So they got them all. <laughs> well, they did. They, they knew our cherry did. tree in D.C. when they were going to be ripe too. We never got any of those either. <laughs> so, um, well, um, your product is very good, and they're both, I think, very British, both sweet and savory. Uh, tell tell yes. us a little bit. Uh, you said you accidentally fell into this business, apparently, right? Uh, sorry, could you just repeat the question? I said, did you? you According to what you've been telling us, you sort of accidentally fell into oh, this. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, we've always had a passion for for good food and and for sort of preserving the harvest around us, and um, so that's just just how we grew up. But it was a friend who effectively launched the business by taking a jar down to to the local village store and getting our first order. Um, but it's um, it significantly expanded since then. Um, we've just got a passion for when you see really beautiful fruits for coming up with new recipes for them. Um, some of them are sort of very heritage um, recipes, like our gooseberry that's infused with wild elderflowers, which um, gooseberry and elderflowers are super traditional jam in the UK, England, um, but then many uh, very unique creations, like also within our botanical jam line, we infused wild dandelions with rhubarb and honey. Um, so sometimes we have a very classic um, stopping off point, um, and then we get um, creative, still elegant, um, whimsical, um, but uh, start to get very creative. And as you mentioned, we do sweet, savory, and spicy um, because we, we do love spicy food as well. So we've got a brand new range of chili jams, which have been selling exceedingly well. Now, and and um, you have um, jams that go specifically with cheeses, and including yes. you have little tags, which I thought was very clever, uh, saying what kind of cheese to use it with. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, being in Vermont, we work um, alongside some some really phenomenal cheesemakers here. Um, and we first of all created a line of four jams, um, sweet and savory, to go with the cheese from Jasper Hill Farm. Yeah, we um, we interviewed Jasper Hill. They're, oh, they're really they're incredible. So good. Oh, absolutely. And yes. we know all the people at the yeah, Vermont Creamery, too. We interviewed Allison a yes. million years ago when we first started <laughs> the program. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Those are some great. Is, the, one, the one that surprises us every time we hear the name is Consider Bardwell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great name. Great yeah, name. Yeah, well, it's, that's goat, it's all goat cheese. 
that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And she's a, a, actually a cookbook publicist. Now, now here's, a, here's, a silly, here's a silly question. Where, where do you get all the ingredients from? I mean, v- Vermont is kind of cold and miserable for considerable periods of the year. I mean, <laughs> do, do, you, do you have connections with, with people who are growing things in clim- climates that are just a little more friendly? Yeah, well, it's, um, I mean, Vermont it definitely has a very short growing season, and there are some fruits that we use a lot of that just don't grow here. So in particular, we have a, um, a line of um, marmalades, um, so like Maya lemons, Seville oranges. Oh, yeah, Exactly. So we're still able to source those uh, year-round um, so, uh, in the U.S., so we actually get a lot of the citrus from predominantly California, some from Florida, but predominantly California. Um, but um, there's, there's a lot of uh, fruit, so that's most of the ones that we do use do grow in Vermont, so we're able to get them locally here when everything's in season. Um, so a great example is when we launched our brand new chili jam line, part of our savory and spicy pantry. Um, we're work, working with some local farmers who are growing a lot of the chilies we'll be using. So they're, they're going to be, gosh, they're, they're probably about 15 miles up the road from us. And they're growing wow. organic jalapeno chilies, organic Fresnos, Thai chilies, um, even some very um, unusual varieties like Fatali chilies. Um, so, so we're able to get those locally and we'll just make as much jam while we're in chili growing season here in Vermont so we can, so we can stock up for the year ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I think it, you, you are based on an English model and you have a long family history of making this, but the thing that's so startling uh, and distinguishing about your line is how creative and inventive it is so that it is exceedingly modern in terms of the composite of each of these preserves i think that's my that's my little assessment <laughs> oh no we we appreciate that we i think it's it's really all about the joy of preserve making and so we certainly started with our love for some of the traditional varieties but um but um it's it's always exciting to create sort of new flavors so they're not like crazy left of field type flavors we're focusing on focusing on things that we hope will be sort of the the new classics that we're creating because there's nothing more yeah and there's nothing more enjoyable on the taste bud when you try something and you feel oh my gosh it's a flavor you've never tried before it it just it makes the sort of joy of trying food that little bit more surprising um, and hopefully an, an exciting adventure. So, um, and, uh, and we have a passion for what we do, as do our wonderful team of preserve makers who work with me. So it's, it's always fun to, to be creative and, and be inspired by the, the great produce around us. Now you, you, you're a winner too, right? So let, let's not forget that the reason that we found you in the first place was, be, was because you've been carrying off Oh, thank you. Sophie's and Good Food Awards. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, let's let me just sort of say, I mean, I don't know the volume you produced, but um, you have a huge, rich 
inventory of different types of products so that uh, it's something I don't like to say something for everyone but um you you have like the fine marmalades and you have the savories and you have the botanical jams that you mentioned and you have the ones set aside for cheese pairings and then you have um, artisan preserves um, and I, I like this one. You've also got naked spread. <laughs> Tell us about I naked know. spread. <laughs> so those, um, there are they're 100% um, no added sugar. Um, and we call them naked um, because a lot of the no added sugar jams on the market actually, sure, they don't add sugar, but then they put in a lot of artificial preservatives. Some of them even put in colorings to keep the colors beautifully bold and bright, whereas we want to keep it really clean, really pure. Um, and, and so that's why we call them the, the naked jams. Um, most of them are literally 100% pure fruits and there's nothing else in there apart from the fruit. And then we have a, a couple um, which are super cool, and we're actually adding a little hint of cocoa and maybe some spice, um, so oh. like our chocolate, a chocolate cherry with a hint of ginger. Um, so you're getting a no-added-sugar, dairy-free, vegan chocolate fruit jam. Um, so it's, we call those um, almost improbably decadent because it's, it's like... <laughs> It sounds like a well, huge you know, chocolate jam, but it's really good for you. Well, you know, I was going to throw in, from my perspective, um, that you'd think if you were eating these things by the spoonful out of the jar, that it might not be a very healthful thing. But actually, you feel good about it because it's all so fresh. And it's not loaded with all kinds of junk. You know, it's really wholesome right. stuff. Right. And they're great. We, we're actually um, running a cooking with jam series at the moment and showing how one can, how versatile the sweet, savory, and spicy jams are for cooking with. Um, yeah, you have a, the, those recipe cards too, which yes. tells you how to cook with jams. Right, exactly. And literally there is, um, for a pizza, you could just swap out a margarita sauce and say put some of the roasted garlic jam spread over over the pizza crust and just put a little bit of eggplant and some mushrooms <laughs> a little onion and bake it and I you just have you, this Vicky. huge flavor <laughs> so oh my god well the, 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 it's so tasty so we we do get a little excited ourselves <laughs> well you, listen this is anything? a great product and it's again it's called blake hill and uh, give us the, uh, you do online sales as well, or do you have um, store locators what, on your website? Yes, yes. So we do, um, we do online sales through BlakeHillPreserves.com, um, and we do have our own specialty preserve shop here in Windsor where people can come in and browse literally everything we make, plus a few of our special private kitchen batch varieties. Um, and then you can find us in some, some local stores, um, well, nationwide, um, but say if people go to their local cheesemaker or cheesemonger um, and some other specialty food stores, then you, you might find us there. So, Well, we, we have a, a nephew in, in um, St. Agnes, Cornwall, uh, and he puts together a, a basket of, of gourmet goodies 
for Christmas that he assembles with cheeses and specialty items. I think we're going to email him Blake Hill. Can you get it in the UK? <laughs> we actually have had some people ask us to ship to the UK, so we, we do do that. So it feels a little strange sending jam back to the UK to anybody <laughs> apart from my mother, but um, <laughs> we happily do it. Well, anyhow, it's a delight to, to know about your product and to meet you too, and, uh, and you, you obviously are having a success at it. So are you surprised at how successful Oh yeah, we we um we never planned this, um, and um, it's it's always a surprise and a delight as people fall in love with the different things we make. Um, so that that always keeps it a lot of fun. Um, but we do have a super talented team who work with us, and um, and gorgeous gorgeous uh, ingredients growing around us. So. Hopefully everything sort of comes together and just the the perfect match. So, well, don't forget about our uh, our party. <laughs> would that be absolutely not? That would Everybody be a lot of fun. Bring their products. Oh wow! So, okay, so look look up Crescent Dragon Wagon. <laughs> we will her, her party room. <laughs> okay. Any other questions here, Robert, since you're the um, British no, no, jam no, no, expert no. and the major consumer, I must say, of our samples? Something, <laughs> something my mother used to do that I, that I never really liked. She made, she made strawberry jam and she would, she would serve it with ice cream. And I, I, just, I, just, never, I just never really come to that combination. You, you haven't mentioned it because it seems, seems you're more in the savory direction anyway. Yeah, but you know what's fun is that actually as part of our cooking with jam series, we made some fresh ice cream, and in it we put some of the Maya lemon and cardamom marmalade, and so it made this beautiful sort of fresh lemony ice cream. And then every now and again you'd get this bite of the beautiful citrus rind in there, and I loved it the cardamom. So, um, so I think sometimes people do put the jam over the top of ice cream, but if you're into making some fresh ice cream there's nothing better than stirring a little bit of the jam or the mom and to be honest i would put in a little bit of chili jam because if you like the heat and the sweet i i personally would love i could just see a beautiful uh, ice cream being made with like the fatali and lemon lemon jam that we make so well you certainly have a passion for this and it's great talking to you it's time for me to go back to the refrigerator and the spoon just <laughs> kidding. I'm not. <laughs> oh my goodness! Thank you, thank you so much, ladies. Thank you for your contribution to the program. Bye. Oh, no, thanks, it's thanks, an honor. Lucy, for all your help too. Huh? Instead of thank you, absolutely. Okay. Bye. And don't go away, because we'll be right back with more adventures in the world of food and drink and travel and whatever. Oh, we forgot to mention, we hope you had a great 4th of July. Oh, yes. Yeah, we, 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 did, we, we did too. Explosive yeah. grills. As, as we said, don't go away because we'll be right back. Podcasting services for On The Menu Radio are provided by ASP Station, www.aspstation.net. 
um, Megan and Sean Michelle have really hit on a, a product that gets you happy to awaken in the morning or to wake up in the morning. You bet. Uh, it is so good, and it's called Mocha Nola, and you'll understand why when, when you hear Megan explain what's into this particular morning granola treat. So we're going to be talking to Megan Michael, which I pronounce McKelly, but she says it's actually been anglicized to Michael. And uh, she and her husband, Sean, um, have a, a, a product, um, which is, uh, it's, it, it's rebranded, is it, Megan? It is, yes. We recently rebranded it to um, Mocha Nola. Okay, now give us a little bit of the history of this so that people aren't confused. Because uh, under your other name, you won Best New Product last year in the Sophie Awards, right? Yes, we did. So um, really our company started, my husband and I, um, when we were dating, lived in Saratoga. He was um, working in finance at the time, and um, during that time, um, we're pretty into health food and fitness and working out, and he discovered cacao, which is like the purest form of chocolate. So he's like, I want to do something cool and different with cacao. Um, so we really started our whole company um, based on this raw chocolate bean. And it is something that doesn't taste good at all, really. It's yeah, more for the health benefits um, for why you would eat it. So mm-hmm. we started by just getting different origins of cacao. Um, and so people were liking it, but we were noticing, you know, it's not something that's familiar to people. It was really hard to um, market and, you know, for people who are unfamiliar with it, it was hard to have them incorporate it into their diet. So yeah, it was called um, Cacao Vital or something like that. Yeah, so we were called right. Cacao Vita um, yeah, at that cacao point. Vita. And we were doing coffee as well. Um, so then my husband had the idea of, well, why don't we combine our coffee and cacao into a granola, which is something that people know. Um, they like it. They know how to use it. So, you know, a few years after our idea with cacao, we um, created this cacao vita granola. So we started just selling it at the markets, and people were liking it. Um, so after we're like, oh wow, people really like the cacao and the granola. So let's start a little granola business. Um, <laughs> and so we kept. Why not? Right. <laughs> You, you have to pick probably one of the most crowded categories. Of, I know, <laughs> I know. And so we figured the coffee in there would make it a little bit different. Yeah, well, your, um, so people your, were really your motto, that. Your motto yeah. is be unique. So. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And we add the coffee not so much for the coffee flavor, but more of just like a little bit of a unique twist. It's kind of, we just say it's one of our, ingredients that we have in there um yeah, so you have how many different flavors though you have a whole bunch we yeah so we have a total of five different flavors um definitely our most popular is the um java chip um because uh-huh. it is really the most coffee forward in flavor and it has some chocolate chips in there it's really kind of like that mocha um, that you would think of at the coffee shop. So people really like that one. It's probably our bestseller. Um, but we've got a peanut butter one. 
Um, yeah, French we Vanilla, haven't tried that. Really enjoy. Yeah, my yeah, husband's so. English, and he doesn't understand peanut butter at all. He hates it. <laughs> so we haven't tried peanut that. Peanut butter in anything is great, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, he he likes what is it you drink in England? Have it. What, what what are you asking me, love? What's the equivalent of peanut butter in England? I don't think there is such a thing. Mm. Well, what is it? It's, 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 an, you put it's, it's an evil. It's an evil substance. It doesn't even doesn't doesn't look very good. <laughs> <laughs> reminds reminds me of something we don't mention a whole lot. <laughs> Wait, he's talking about peanut butter, not about your product. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Your 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 granolas are are fabulous. I think the whole the whole idea is really cool. You know, it's oh, good awesome. to show that there's a, some a space. You think just surface. Wise, you'd think this market is too crowded. This whole granola market is too crowded. And yet, um, yours stands out. Um, and then there was one we had that was made out of vegetables. It was also a stand-up. It stood out so well. I can't remember the name of it. Do you remember what I'm talking about, Robert? Do you no, know what no, I'm talking about, Megan? There's one no, made no, with no. vegetables. Hmm? Oh, okay. I'll have to. I'll have to give it a try. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but it was it's really healthy. I'm sure if you Google brec- bre- breakfast vegetable granola, granola yeah, I think it has beets in it. Be fine. Yeah. So <laughs> anyhow, so now, this was risky, wasn't it? Your after you just got this big award um, for the special from the specialty food um, uh, organization, and, and and then to suddenly rebrand. Yeah, so what we were noticing as we were sampling um, at markets and at the stores that we're in is that with Cacao Vita, um, people weren't really able to understand that we were a granola company. Um, And that's really the direction that we want to head, especially if we're going to try to um, get into um, more stores and get more accounts. So we're really thinking large scale. And right now we're in... Wegmans, which is amazing. Um, but if people can't pronounce our product, which is cacao or which was cacao vita, um, and didn't really know that we were a granola company, we figured it would hard it would be hard to go um, and make it on a larger scale. So before we kind of grew bigger and thought about that larger scale, we decided that mocha nola would be more fitting for our name because you kind of have that mocha with coffee um, and then NOLA kind of corresponding that to granola. So that was kind well, of... Um, well, that, that was, that our, was I thinking there was something to do with New Orleans. In the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he thought it was NOLA as in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they have Granola, good coffee. Mocha and, uh... and NOLA. <laughs> So it's it's half of half of granola. That's right. That's right. Now um, so, you have all new packaging and everything too, right? Yeah. So they mostly look the same um, with our packaging. There's definitely some slight differences, um, and we made those changes again just due to the feedback that we got sampling at market. Um, there was a little bit of like product confusion, so. We put the different flavor things differently, um, just in a different location. Um, 
And then we also kind of changed the format of our logo. But we kept the logo the same, and the website still directs people. So if it were to go, you know, if people were to go to Cacao Vita, it'll still direct you to Mocha Nola. Um, so we're still able to kind of keep that customer base and then allow them to understand that transition that we're making. And same thing in the stores as well. Now, did, you crack, did you crack the biggies yet, Amazon, Whole Foods, and Walmart? So we are on the Amazon web, uh, website. We're still oh, working on um, Whole Foods, and same thing with Walmart. But um, that was kind of our thinking is before we go, you know, large scale and before we think about going bigger, we want to just make sure that we have a product that we know that we love, the, you know, marketing looks good. Um, and then from there, we're really hoping to get some more accounts. Well, Wegmans is very strong in your geography, right? Yes, it is, yep. I mean, they 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 really dominate the, the region where they live. Exactly. So it's really nice to see, like, how it's selling um, at places around where we're living. Um, we do well locally because we're able to also market it. Um, now, where are you? By working at, we're in You're Rochester. You're in um, hmm? You're We're in you're Rochester, in, uh, New York. You're in yeah. Rochester, yeah. right? Rochester, yeah. New York, yeah. Yeah, we, we have a good we have a good friend, George Patron, who grew up in Rochester. Oh, nice! Did he really, it's a good city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he has he has relatives up there. He goes there all the time. And, oh. and, and who was who was that chef? Rick was it Rick Tremonto? I don't know. Top line chef. From there too? He, he grew up in Rochester, and he, he, to, he told us the, that uh, the biggest problem he had to deal with was when he was growing up, his father was in jail. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. So, 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 so he, had to, he had to take part-time jobs in addition to going to high school to support his, support his mother and himself because his dad was in jail. Yeah. We never did find out what for. <laughs> now, back to your flavors. Tell me what they are, you five flavors. Yep, so we have um, our most popular, which is the Java chip. We have a um, French vanilla. We have the peanut butter. We have um, the OG, um, which is kind of like our original. Um, mm -hmm. And then we also have a pumpkin. So yeah, I really um, love that pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah, the pumpkin's good. Now so um, those are five that we have currently. Now your selling points for this product, as I said, you you differentiating yourself in a really packed, tight market. Um, but do you claim you have um, the quality of your ingredients are are high, and yeah. um, and you employ various technical innovations in the preparation of this. Tell us about that. So we have um, the ingredients that we have um, are all high-quality ingredients. Um, we're not certified organic yet, but all of our um, ingredients are organic. Um, and then we have, we use um, coconut water for natural sweeteners, so that allows us to cut down on the added sugars that are typically in a granola, because um, uh -huh. that was important to us. Especially um, for gym rats. Have, <laughs> exactly. 
we have. <laughs> Me too. I'm the other one. <laughs> you're talking. You're, you're talking to one gym rat. Yeah, me. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. So go uh, ahead. What else? So what your ingredients? We have the coffee grinds in there as well, and we import our coffee from um, various countries, but they're all grade A coffee beans. Um, so we have high quality coffee in there, um, and then we make it all. It's all hand batched granola, um, so it's all made by us right now, and um, we kind of just do all of all of the operations. So I think really what makes us stand out is just that it's a little bit of a lighter granola. Um, it has that unique flavor taste to it, but it's also um, low in sugars and has those high quality ingredients. Well, it's good. So you're on. and what did you do before, Megan? So I am. I am a teacher. I've been a teacher um, for the past seven years, um, and I teach in Fairport, which is a suburb around here. Um, so my husband, Sean, is kind of the main guy, and then I am um, the co-founder, and I kind of just help him with, um, you know, Talking all of the different <laughs> ideas. Yeah. Um, what did you I, teach? So, I uh, I was in the elementary school for a while, so I was third grade and I was fifth grade, and currently I'm a literacy specialist, um, so oh. a reading teacher um, yeah. at the middle school. Oh, boy, is that crowd. I have two grandchildren in middle school. <laughs> I know. Oh, do you? It's yeah. It's a tough no, crowd. <laughs> Yeah. But you expect you them. expect to be rich you expect to be rich and famous, right? <laughs> Maybe one king, day. We'll see. We'll see how it the, goes, you know? The king and queen of granola. <laughs> <laughs> That's our hope. You have now been christened. Well, yeah, so um well you were gonna debut your product at the fancy food show which didn't happen. <laughs> I know. We were there we were to be there. Yeah. For for well, one you won. year. Um, you won last year you won last year. Take a take a year off this year and then come back come back twice as strong right. next that's year. That's right. We'll come back stronger next year, exactly. Yeah, well I mean one one of the reasons we're doing this whole series of interviews with specialty food producers is because I mean that really undercuts a lot of, of marketing effort when they have to cancel the fancy food show. I mean, they had the winter one, but but there was the big one was the summer one, really big. And our, our UPS man and our our, our FedEx man re, re, really love us and love you for that matter because we're the reason they have jobs. Exactly, <laughs> that's right. Getting all those samples in. It's a, it's amazing how many uh, you walked the floor last year. Did you say that again? Did you walk the floor at the show last year? Oh yes, it's crazy how many different. Isn't it mad? Did, and, yeah. Did you ever think of that many products, specialty food products? I mean, I three know, days and then they were. I still could cover them all, you know. I know. Well, I, you what, I know. When 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 you win, give us a call and come back on the show. Okay, <laughs> we will. <laughs> They're going to be. I have a. I have a um an email out to. Uh, the uh, fancy food people about when are they actually going to do the Sophie judging they're going to do it 
but I don't know when. I think oh, I had to. Oh, okay. Yeah. They said they were going to, but I haven't heard anything recently, so I just sent them another email. So, um, I mean, it, it sort of, I know people who already submitted their products, um, but they wouldn't endure it this long. You know, they submitted them like months ago, just before they shut everything down. Right, and, and right. That in a place in New Jersey, and, you know, so half the stuff would be spoiled by now, I guess. I know. Well, I listen, know. good luck to you on, on your... Thank you. And it's been fun talking to you, Megan. And you guys as well. <laughs> okay, and hello to Sean. I will, absolutely. Great. Thank you. Okay. Podcasting services for On The Menu Radio are provided by ASP Station, www.aspstation.net. Final segment. I knew when I saw this product that Peter was going to have a food in a good time working and playing around with it. It's called Oomph Cooking Blends. And let's listen to founder Christine Jenai Leoniak explain what it's all about. Yeah, well, you know, we, we get samples of a gazillion products. And there are a gazillion products that are probably created every day. And uh, then we get a couple, a few, that are just absolutely smashing. And uh, yours happens to be one of them. Um, it's called Oomph Cooking Blends. And, and the, the people I'm talking to is yours. is Christine and Michael Leoniak. Uh, and they're in Portland, Oregon, uh, a good place for invention and innovation. Uh, and, uh, you know, my first thought, when I saw this, is why hasn't anybody thought of this before? Tell us this story. Sure. Well, thank you. First of all, we're we feel very honored to have you say that we have a smashing product. That's uh, very exciting. <laughs> um, so we this actually is born out of an effort to um, really to heal our daughter from eczema and food allergies. We changed our diet. Dr- very dramatically a bunch of years ago, and the dehydrator was part of that process. And uh, we were cooking 100% of our meals at home. At that point, we, we decided to do the GAPS diet, which is a very specific diet focused around very traditional foods, fermentation, bone broth. Um, we cut out all grains, sugar, alcohol. And um, the, the learning curve to cooking 100% of our meals at home, even though we were already very, you know, I would say above average skill in the kitchen um, and a love for cooking was really difficult. So um, one day we basically dehydrated mirepoix, um, but it was in chunks, and we cooked with it. It was fine. We were looking for a little shortcut, and we just had this aha moment of let's let's grind it in our coffee mill. And so we ground it up. <laughs> And we threw it into, I don't even remember what the meal was. Maybe Michael remembers. And we looked at each other, and it was like, what did we just do? Like, we now we have to reverse think about what we just did. And from that point, uh, it was just total experimentation in the kitchen with all the different blends. Well, I mean, it, it works. I mean, it really works. We've been using yeah. it. Um, I presented it to, to 
Peter when it arrived, and I said, you're going to have a lot of fun with this one. <laughs> and he has. We've been having it in everything. Uh, explain <laughs> awesome. or describe the, the product to our listeners. Sure, Michael, you want to jump in here? Yeah, that's great. Um, so uh, the, we currently have eight different blends, um, cookie blends, and, and what we do is, um, as Chrissy mentioned, that, you know, Mirapol is sort of like a, a pivotal kind of discovery um, uh, recipe, if you will, that, that we work with. But we have um, varying um, uh, combinations of veggies and herbs, and uh, as, you, as she was saying, you know, we initially started off with a, a coffee grinder, but we now uh, have in our production kitchen, we have some other um, machinery and equipment that allow us to sort of control the, the grit, if you will, of, of each of the veggies and herbs. And so we have the balanced recipe and we have this sort of like um, textural component to, to the blends. And when that all comes together, you, you're, you get, a you know, this nutrient-dense flavor-packed um, uh, tool that's in front of you, and you and it readily rehydrates. You can add it into just about anything. Eggs are fantastic. You know, you can uh, use it as a soup starter. You know, you can once you get uh, if you do cook, you 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 understand the hook on it, and you start using it just like you said you have been, and it's just phenomenal. You know, you just you can just so much discovery and so much expansion of of the way you make things, and it's uh, it's a really powerful kind of wonderful moment. You know, and again, it's it is. We have so many people say to us, how come someone else hasn't thought of this? You know, how come this hasn't been put That's together? That's what I said. I mean, this is wonderful. The closest I ever came to it was somebody sent something that was um, in, like in little cubes in the freezer, little, tiny little cubes in a tray. They were, they were good, love. They were, they were very good. And one of them yeah. was ginger and one of them was basil. and one of the, But yeah. it was not a blend. It was like individual things. You still had to uh, decide which ones and pull, pull them together and thaw them and stuff. When, um, when, but I, when, yours, I was, when I was growing up in England, the, 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 yeah, it was, a, if you like, a, a soup starter. Oh, it was they, used they, everywhere called oxo cubes. Oxo cubes. We had those. They, indeed, they were indeed they were cubes. They were not ground. But other than that, the concept, I guess, is about the same. But I, I asked a question about one of the things in the instructions, which we talked about blooming. Now, well, that, you, you, uh, I never yes. Explain blooming. <laughs> yes. So blooming oomph. We um. So because they're dehydrated and they're milled, they're very fine uh, texture, um, each of the aromatic profiles in the blends. Um, and what you can do with it, in the, the, it really helps you expand your thinking around the oomph and how you can use it and makes it so versatile. So you can actually eat it as a food and you can use it as a component to a back into food once you do bloom it. Of course, you don't have to use it that way. You can cook with it, just toss it in as you're going. But blooming oomph is, so you put in a pan, a little bit of water, a little butter or olive oil uh, with a little bit of oomph um, for about, oh, 45 seconds to a minute. And you stir it as you go, and you'll see it bloom. You'll see it expand <laughs> and kind of fill out. Then you get to taste it. You can smell it. You can really get the um, understanding of what that profile is. You might want to add a pinch of salt. We don't have any salts or any other additives in these blends. But then what you can do is you can spread that on, like, avocado toast. You can use it for appetizers. We make incredible uh, compound butters 
after you bring oh, yeah, your that'd own be perfect pieces. for that. Oh, it's unbelievable and so pretty. Um, so we you know, you can add it back. So far with um, on salmon, it's wonderful with fish. The, the, the one of the greens. Um, Agrees. Yeah, I guess I should have you just give a few examples of like the blends for the sure. Yeah, the green blend that you're talking about is is our green blend. It's number seven. We have eight blends. That's number seven, and it is a very lovely fine texture. And it's kale, parsley, and ginger. It's the only one that doesn't have an allium, so you can use it both sweet or savory. That one great in smoothies, but also great um, like as you said over salmon or in a soup. Um, we have uh, our mushroom blends, which are number one and number six are incredibly popular. People love mushrooms. Um, the Ducelle is a French blend. That's our number one, and it's uh, shiitake mushrooms, white button mushrooms, shallots, and parsley. Um, then we have some of our, our really versatile blends, uh, Batuto and Mirepoix. Uh, Batuto is an Italian blend. Mirepoix is French. Both of them start with that onion carrot, celery, but then Batuto adds that next layer and complexity of parsley. So um, we have the eight blends. We have some ones with tomatoes in them. And, you know, we have this, what is it, Michael? How many How many blends can you do? I think it's like, you, you know, if you, yeah, if you mix them up, I think it's 42,000 combinations. Yeah, if you so, take the eight, the, the eight individual blends and you and you use uh, like, um, and as Kristen was referencing the numbers, each blend has a name and also a number, so the packaging is quite graphical. We have these wonderful illustrations. Uh, you know, yeah, now, let's talk a little bit about these illustrations because I said, you know, because I mean, I I've worked with graphics designers and I could just see. Uh, how a graphics designer, I mean, I remember one who famously, I was doing an insert for a CD for uh, somebody, and, and um, uh, she, she said, um, give me a, a, something that starts with a Q. I'm really good at building a graphic from a Q. <laughs> so it was kind of weird for copywriting, but um, so oomph is going to be something, uh, and your little scribble that you used—you you did all of that yourself. We did. Yeah, that was all—that yeah. was all us. This team right here, I, Christina. You know, uh, she actually painted, hand painted all those illustrations, which was—you uh, know—we both have art, industrial design backgrounds, and so you know, we, we really in this process for this food startup, we called on a lot of our um, prior experience, and uh, you know, she. Um, very diligently and wonderfully portrayed. Oh, no, it's beautiful, sort of yeah. The, I mean, the emotion you, and, the, and the feeling that we're trying to get across. Yeah, and and it's now, as, as I started using it as, as a verb, you said a lot of your users, your customers and users, have started oomphing it up and using it as a verb. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we, we love it when people uh, speak to us that way. They... They talk about oomping this or how they oomped that, and um, you know it. It really, it really hits home for us because that's you know that's really what we set out to do. Is you know even the story came from that healing story, but we really see oomph as a way to empower people. Whether you're a novice cook, which this oomph enables you to go pro with a scoop, basically, even if you're a novice, all the way to a chef. We do have um, some chefs using our product and experts like yourselves. And 
you can use it at so many different levels, and it's really it's in, for empowering and in experimentation. I think it's you know it's a, that that verb using it uh, you know oomphing it up is really exciting to us. So yeah. Now tell me this: how how has it been received by uh, by the market? I mean, this is a really. When did you start this company? So we started um, a few years ago. It's about two and a half years ago. Um, but we really, you know, we started at two little farmers markets um, here in Portland for a couple of years, and we had, you know, a different name, different recipes, different oh. messaging, and we really honed in all of our details, working directly with people that were using our products um, for about two years. Last year, we rebranded to Oomph about middle of the year. And it just kind of took off. We did eight farmers markets a month last year. We did, um, we're in about, oh, 12 to 15 regional stores. And that all happened, um, towards the end of last year. Um, and it, it is, a, it is a very interesting thing. We are, we have basically created a new category in food. So for us, it is, um, we're doing the work to understand where we fit within the market. We do extremely well in specialty, very curated, um, gourmet, especially food shops. Uh, Milk Run, which is a totally disruptive, uh, amazing group here in Portland. They're doing direct from maker to your doorstep delivery. They do phenomenal with our product. What's so it called? It is, it's called Milk Run. Now, do, you, yeah. do you go to that wonderful farmer's market at Portland State? You know, we're not in the Portland State market. We do a lot of other ones. That one has okay. not been one we're, we're, we've done yet. I um, mean, right now the farmers markets are in the real transition state, so we're well. I mean, I, I was going to say this is probably like the, I mean, <laughs> the, the worst environment to, to be birthing a, a product or promoting yeah. it or introducing it into the market. Um, or writing a book or doing any of those things is pretty <laughs> awful, right? Yeah. 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 Well, we there, um, we had. Um, oh, sorry, Christine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say uh, just to sort of uh, layer onto that note. One of the one of the one of the shining moments for for Oompa actually is that you know it is shelf stable and it's very light. So we 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 do have an e-com side of our business, and that's sort of become uh, a very exciting uh, place. You know, in addition to that milk run thing that Christine was telling you about, and that you know, to, to your doorstep, but we have a fair amount of, of people who have now drifted to, you know, making purchases directly from, from Oomph and that, you know, the, the nature of the product, um, is that it, it's really suited well for, um, you know, that kind of delivery, even through the, you know, U.S. mail. Uh, so that is actually a, a, a strong attribute because we know a lot of uh, other startups and, um, entrepreneurs here in Portland who are struggling with, you know, newer food businesses and trying to just stay afloat in this kind of new environment we're all in. Yeah, we feel like it was a real opportunity for us to um, really put some focus and some effort into building an amazing website, which we just finished a new website we're excited about, and, you know, really focus on, you know, that conversation online with our customers. And so it is, it is, been that shine, you know, silver lining for us. I think, as Michael said. Well, let's let's get to the basics here. How do people lay hands on this product? Yes. Well, the best way is going to our website, and it's just www. 
Cooking. It's O-O-M-P-H, cooking, all one word, dot com. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Oomph Cooking. It's all Oomph Cooking, wherever you go, Twitter, feed, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, but that's right now the best place for anybody anywhere to uh, get their hands on some Oomph. You haven't gotten onto Whole Foods yet? <laughs> we're not in Whole Foods yet. Yeah, we're, you know, we, we, are, we have our eye on some of those uh some of those stores we um we're we're uh doing some direct uh distribution right now so uh-huh, um we're pretty excited about connecting with some of those some of those uh amazing uh, stores amazon is kind of amazing too I mean, <laughs> it's just amazing what you can buy there well, i know yeah, they have I mean, everything <laughs> yeah, well, changing all our lives it's not it's not you know what <laughs> A totally um, inconsequential experience. I mean, they've been they've even ripped off their own uh, online. Yeah, people. yeah. So, we but. we definitely love the idea of going direct um, as much as possible because that keeps sure. us. It, it keeps our conversation with our customers very direct, and that relationship is incredibly important to us. Um, it's why we get up every morning. So, um, well, you know, you just have done a, a marvelous thing, and, and as you said, created your own category here. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad we landed on you. We've been having a lot of fun, good food from your product. And how's your daughter doing? She over her allergies? Uh, she actually she healed from our diet more than oh I would say sixty percent of her eczema and all of her food allergies except one went away um, so it was a very successful change and she's doing great we call her marketing and sales she's she's just right in there uh, <laughs> that's great <laughs> she's growing up right right with the business as the business is growing yeah yeah well congratulations to 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 both of you and. Uh, We'll we'll see what we'll see what happens with uh, the mu- mushroom thing and my. Uh, I went your meatball tonight. Veal <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's we, making we, we, veal, veal meatballs tonight. Which <laughs> which mushroom blend? The one with the exactly, ginger or the one with the parsley? That's exactly what it's going to be. Which yeah, one I mean, uh, did you decide on? I, that I was going to do the mushroom one. Okay, the yeah. mushroom with the parsley or with the ginger. I can't remember. <laughs> well, either one would be either, delicious. Either is great. I have, it, I, have it, I have it set aside, so I know which one it's going to be. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks. Thank you so much for reaching out to yes. us. We're we're really excited to meet you both, and um, it was it was fun to get to know you today. Okay, listeners. So don't forget, same time, same place next week. Whether it's not the Fourth of July or not the Fourth of July, we'll be we'll be here having a good time. We hope you'll join us. And until then, bye-bye.